You're listening to the Ohio Conference Cast, where we explore topics related to the workings of Ohio Conference. Here are your hosts, Bill Seymour and Thomas Dunn. Welcome back to Ohio Conference Cast, everyone. Uh, this is Thomas. In the room with me is Bill, and we have two guests, Larry and Ginny. So I'll give the names to the audience. Larry and Ginny, why don't you fill out a little more information about who you are? Okay. I'm Jenny Kress from Lima, Ohio. I'm a retired educator, um, worked with the Lima City Schools for 30 years, and have been retired now for 10 years. And I'm Larry Kress. I'm also a retired educator from Lima, Ohio, and we're with Salem Mennonite Church, and also retired for now about 11, 12 years. Cool. So we know that we all have something in common. <laughs> we all like to ride bicycles. All four of us Bill like and I to have ride been bicycles. Waiting for an opportunity to podcast cycling. Bicycles, right? Yeah. Yes. So this podcast is right in our wheelhouse. Oh, because oh, come on, there you had go. to say that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ginny and Larry, why are we talking about bicycles today? We're talking about bicycles because that's become a, a missional service for us. We've kind of gotten served as chairpersons to start a bicycle co-op that provides bicycles to people in need. And we've been doing it for about a year and it, it's kind of taken off at a pretty good pace. So that's why we want to chat about it a little bit. Okay. So Lima is fairly flat, right? Yes. So bicycle can be a legitimate form of transportation for many people. Well, let's give, a little, give a little bit more information about Lima because before I went to Bluffton, I would have known, I, no idea there's a Lima that's just not in South America. So what is well, Lima? Well, that would be Lima. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So where, where is Lima? Lima's in um, northwest, north central Ohio. Um, we always say it's halfway between Dayton and Toledo on the west side of Ohio. It's a community of about 40,000 in the city, the urban area, and then it has surrounding suburban areas attached to it. So that's kind of a, a thumbnail of Lima. It's a pretty good-sized right. city. Pretty good yeah. size, yeah. yeah. There's a prison in Lima, isn't there? Yes, there yeah, is. The correctional uh, facility. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes, there is. Okay. I don't know how that relates to bicycles, but... Well, <laughs> there it is. They can tie it in yeah. for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So a bicycle co-op, you buy bicycles and give them away? What do you do? No, we, uh, we've received bikes, bike donations through church drives, through um, other social agencies. The Lima Police Department um, gives us bikes um, that uh, have not been claimed after a period of time. And so we've received about, um, what would you say, about 100 bikes from the police yes, department. Really? So those are yeah. stolen bikes mm-hmm. that right. don't get claimed. They don't get claimed. And so after a period of time, they've called us. Because years huh. ago, they used to have an auction of those bikes, but they didn't find that to be, it was more costly than it was profitable. Mm-hmm. So right. yes, they come to us and they're repurposed. Cool. Nice. Has anybody gotten the bike that they used to have? <laughs> Not that, that we know of. that would be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Not that we know yeah. of. <laughs> that was my bike. <laughs> so you have this co-op of you're gathering bikes. How, how did this come to be? You said you've existed for a little over a year. Walk us back a little bit of how did this start? How did we get to where at this point? I think some of it is... When we were looking for a way to give back to our community, uh, we, although we've been retired for, for 10, 10 plus years, we have been working part-time and we've decided to stop that part-time work. And part of our conversation, at least among Ginny and I, have, have, how do we give back to our community during this time if we have some extra time? So we started talking about bicycles and some other things we had seen and the idea of a co-op and the idea of of uh, getting them so that people in need would have transportation. So it kind of grew out of that. 
Well, and actually, it's been the idea has been spinning around for a while because we took the youth from our church to Phoenix to the conference assembly. And when we were in Phoenix, Larry did a, um, oh, one of the side trips, and it was to a church in the Phoenix area. And behind that church, there was a voluntary service unit that was refurbishing bicycles. So that was 2013. So the idea has been kind of being kicked around for a while. Hmm. We started then conversation with the Elm Street Church of the Brethren leadership in 2016. Um, would this be something you think your church would be interested in doing? Because they have an ideal setting for this. So you say Church of the Brethren, that's not a Mennonite church, so this is not just a Salem ministry. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's okay. correct. Yeah. Yes. It's Salem people, uh, pe- volunteers are from a number of other churches, um, plus just other community members. Um, Elm Street Church of the Brethren is where it's located in downtown Lima, right along the bike path. So they are they are integral to the the whole project. But at this time, we have twenty two churches that have kind of stepped forward and and wow. supported us in one way or the other in the Lima area. So it's anywhere from Nazarenes to Shawnee Church of the Alliance to Lutheran churches have provided grants to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's all within a year. All kind of within a year. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. incredible. And so. probably the most interesting uh, member of the Wheel of Churches. Everybody's interesting and everybody's important. But Larry and I did some work down in um, SWAP with Mennonite Central Committee, sharing with Appalachian people. The church that we stayed in um, in Hindman, Kentucky, is a member of the Wheel of Churches. <laughs> they sent a donation and wanted to be part. So that's probably the most interesting to see a Kentucky church yeah. in nice. a group. Yeah. yeah. We're talking to you not just because uh, you're doing this ministry, but because we just heard a presentation at our annual conference assembly here at Ohio Conference, where we are at Bluffton University. And a couple of things that you shared that I'd just like to have you highlight for us. What training do you bring? What background do you bring that make you able to do this work? <laughs> we don't have a lot of background in, in bicycle repair. We are simply, we're enjoying cycling and did some repair of our own. And Jenny was on a board at uh, the Adriel School, which is a, a Mennonite school in the Bell right. Fountain area. And they had some bicycles that needed repaired. So I started helping them a little bit and decided it was a workable thing. And we were looking to expand it. It all kind of began to roll slowly. I think the other thing that maybe um, is interesting is that we don't feel like we were particularly gifted to do this. Every time, though, we were worried about something, like where would we store the bikes? How would we learn how to fix bikes? Every time we were worried about that, something came forward. An answer came from God. And so now we're at the point of being a little more... um, I don't know, knowledgeable to say, okay, stop worrying about that. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. Um, We've had two volunteers come forward who both in their, they're both retired, who both worked in bicycle shops. And so two of our three sessions have uh, people who've worked in bikes for years. When we started though, we thought, Larry gathered a whole bunch of YouTube videos and we thought we were going to have to go from YouTube videos on many things. Yeah. We set aside a computer, and once those mechanics showed up, it's never come out of the closet again. <laughs> nice. they said, Here's the shortcuts, and mm-hmm. they've, they've done a nice job of training us. Yeah. The, cool. other, the other funny thing is one of the um, retired mechanics said, well, I'm, I'm happy to help you, but, you know, I don't know anything about new bikes. Hmm. And we said, 
no problem. We don't get any <laughs> new bikes. <laughs> bikes right. But you don't get any donations of these five thousand dollar carbon no. fiber. No. Oh, oh wow. Okay. We don't get those. Yeah, that's good. Actually, we did get some very nice bikes from a bike shop that was closing. So we huh. mm-hmm. we need to uh, say that we have got a couple that we we've looked at. Up, yeah, we ended up with one carbon bike. We're not quite sure what to do with it. Yeah. So we're still yeah. processing that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Auction it off. Yeah. 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 Auction it off. Yeah. Ginny, you said a minute ago two or three sessions. What do you mean by that? We have three different repair sessions each week. We have a Monday afternoon, we have a Wednesday morning, and a Wednesday afternoon session. And each of those sessions has volunteers that come and work with the referred cyclists, the new cyclists. Um, and we have a, an expert at Wednesday morning, and we have an expert Wednesday afternoon helping us. They come for about three hours yes. in a session, <laughs> and that's about how long it takes us to repair a bicycle with them. A three, so, so that's that one the, person working with one mechanic for three yes, hours. Yeah, okay. yeah. We have two stands in there that are professional level stands. One's mm-hmm. been uh, loaned to us permanently by the local bike store, and uh, our grant provided the other one to the Lutheran Church hmm. for another for a new bike stand. So then we put a couple of volunteers on each stand, and then the cyclist or the new client comes in and works with those two people to get it repaired in that three-hour time period, and then they can ride it home. And uh, huh. it is interesting in your presentation, you talked about how you're intentional with that three-hour time that you have with mm-hmm. the cyclist. Why don't you say a little bit about that? Well, we have a goal that each time, each each bicyclist, each new cyclist, we want to talk to them about, are you relating with the church? And if you're not relating with the church, here is a great church to go to. Here are some other great churches to go to. And we really would like you to consider being part of a church community. Um, we, To be honest, that's an area that we still are working on uh, and want to get better at, that whole relationship piece and that whole invitation piece. So we're still working on that piece. We do have some people coming to church who have received bicycles, and so that has been a really neat thing to see. Cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm a guy. I live in I live down the street. And I need a bicycle so that I can get to work. How do I go about getting a bicycle? Right now, we let social agencies do the filtering. Uh, we've also expanded that to some of these temporary job places that are hiring people at minimum wage. They can make a recommendation. What we ask them to do is that just to make sure the person that there is a financial need because if they have resources, then we want them to purchase from the local bike store. We're not trying to right. to, to interfere with their business, and that's our agreement with them. Mm-hmm. So as long as somebody else knows them so that pastors can make a recommendation, social agencies can make an online application, and uh, the mission and all of those local agencies can do that, along with some temporary agencies right now that are hiring uh, minimum wage people and, uh, for temp services, they could all go online. They complete an application. It takes them three minutes. It pops in on our computers, and then we the schedule. one that's that's in the closet, the <laughs> computer that's in the closet. We yeah. have other things. At oh, home. okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Yes, <laughs> it pops in, and then we we basically schedule them for a time to come and refurbish the bike. Okay, and so then I would come for three hours. I would learn how to put a new brake line on or or pump up a tire or whatever the bike needs, right? Exactly. Yes. Whatever exactly. the bike needs, it can be done in three hours. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Sure. And many of the new cyclists um, are either A, you know, they're they're new in the community or they are in a minimum wager or jobs that are, you know, not paying enough for them to be able to afford a car for transportation. We also get cyclists who've had their license taken away. Right. Um, we have uh, Coleman Professional Services 
which is you know a mental a, health a mental health agency they do a lot of uh, referrals in ohio i don't know if people are aware that you can lose your license if you don't pay your child support and mm. that gets to be a real catch-22 because then how mm. do you get to work right. if you don't uh, have a driver's license and I need to make my child support payments. Right. So. And there's also a large, I guess you would call it a halfway house where people go coming out of prison and they're mm-hmm. required to be there for, I think, six months to a year in that, uh, in that while they transition back. And they are, one of their requirements is to have a job and they don't have transportation. So they make referrals so they can bicycle to a workplace. Excellent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how many bikes have you given away this year? About 160 bikes for adults, um, and then we have we also do youth bikes for churches that want to do block parties and do raffles and giveaways. The library does it as a reading incentive. So we fixed up about 45 bikes for youth agencies, and we've also working just starting to partner with Noon Optimist, who have adopted a a police program called Safety City, where they teach safety and kids ride little path around through a through yeah. a kind of a small city. And they maintain about 75 bikes for those kindergartners to come on field trips. So Mm. we've started to help them because the police officers say they're just having a lot of trouble keeping the bikes maintained with training wheels and things like that breaking. So we've, Mm -hmm. we've agreed to help them with that. So we've fixed about 45 of those. So it's been well over 200 bicycles have kind of been through the shop. That's a lot. It's more than we ever anticipated. (laughs) In year one. In year (laughs) one. Yeah, in year one, right. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Larry and Jenny, for, for, for doing this and then coming to share with us. Um, and, and part of the reason we do this, why they share it at ACA and why they're on the podcast here is to encourage all of us to think about what needs are in our community that may not be bicycles and it may not take off like this in one year. Do we have eyes to see these type of needs? You kind of said there's like three paths that kind of brought you to this point of thinking about this. And, and one of them you said was how conference maybe you say a little bit more about that, but this, that's why we want to hear these stories. Yes, I would say to a large degree, the, the Ohio Conference has helped us. Uh, one of the things, uh, probably our biggest struggle is because it accelerated so quickly and we were having six people a week and we wanted them to be able to pick from two or three bicycles to select one. So we were hauling 18 bicycles a week, about a mile away from a storage facility, back and forth every week. Mm. So Ohio Conference has helped us with a grant to build an on-site storage. So we hope to have 150 bicycles on-site and only do that hauling once a month. And uh, yes, we had a chance then to to actually see one at a a national conference, uh, a VS unit that kind of started the thinking. So a lot of things have come together and a lot of people have stepped forward to help us. Well, besides Ohio Conference helping with the grant for the storage unit, Ohio Conference's trainings with being a missional church has really spurred our thinking, too, and spurred our thinking regarding knowing people who are in need, and not only physical need, but also needing to know the Lord in your local community. So Ohio Conference has been a wonderful supporter and to the whole project. That's great. And so anybody who's out there listening... Maybe we'll interview you next as you hear this story and, That's right. and uh, you, as you think about what's happening in your community. And if you know stories like this, let us know. So that's the path to being on our podcast. <laughs> there are many paths <laughs> many to arrive paths. at this podcast. <laughs> oh, man, don't even go there. Okay. All right, thank you. Larry thank you. and Jenny, thank you so much for the work that you're doing and for following God's spirit uh, and the way that God leads you. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Ohio Conference Cast. We would like to hear from you. You can email us at 
ohioconferencecast at gmail.com with any topics or questions you would like us to explore.